Hey, do you like weird movies? You do? Have you heard of Vinegar Syndrome? Find them online at www.vinegarsyndrome.com. Vinegar Syndrome is one of the leading exploitation and grindhouse preservation and distribution companies in the world. They've got a simple three-step process that I call the three R's. Recover, restore, and release. Vinegar Syndrome has an amazingly large film archive consisting of thousands of 35 and 16 millimeter negatives and prints and are actively finding films that are underappreciated, undervalued, and underseen. So many of their releases have never seen the light of day since VHS, and they're restoring them to all their glory. Some of these films do not have the right to look as good as they do, but they do. I'm looking at you, corpse grinders. Vinegar Syndrome has their own method of restoration where their goal is to recreate the theatrical experience as best as they can. With their own in-house lab, they scan, color grade, and restore each title personally. You'll never see any grain reduction and digital trickery on their discs. Vinegar Syndrome is a very exciting label, and we're proud to have them as a sponsor. They've been with us since the beginning, and we love them for it. Check out their website today and grab yourself a copy of Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song, Body Melt, Wonder Woman, Ice Cream Man, Christmas Evil, Dolomite, or my favorite, the Wisconsin Blood Trilogy of Blood Beat, Blood Hook, and the upcoming Blood Harvest. Once again, be sure to visit them at www.vinegarsyndrome.com and grab yourself something cool. Let them know your good friend Michael sent you. Warning! This movie podcast actually discusses movies. Be aware that it may discuss any of the following elements. Endings, surprise twists, unexpected cameos, and all manner of spoilers. If this doesn't appeal to you, why listen to a movie podcast? Without further ado, please enjoy our feature presentation, The Shameless Picture Show. Welcome to a bonus episode of the Shameless Picture Show. It's been a couple weeks probably since I've done uh, an episode. It, our last one was Miracle on 34th Street where me and Nick sat down. Um, I didn't want to leave you hanging completely until um, season three dropped, which should be in within the next coming weeks. Um, tentative episode is uh, the movie Slapshot, a hockey movie that I really appreciate. Um, first thing you're going to notice is... Um, I think I've got the echo under control in terms of the my podcast studio. Um, the podcast studio is finally starting to get filled in a little bit more, but um, <clears throat> um, I just got off of work, so my voice is a little hoarse, and I apologize for that. You're also going to notice that there might be some background sound, more so than normal. Um, my brother-in-law's in town, so him and my wife are downstairs playing Mario Kart right now, so if you hear occasional yelling or the sound of a Koopa shell, that is what that's coming from. Uh, so yes, our, our episode today is focused almost entirely on Vinegar Syndrome. Uh, my friends over at Vinegar Syndrome have been doing great work. They just wrapped up their most successful Black Friday sale to date. Um, I know their big release this year was a movie by the, by the name of Cutting Class, a classic Brad Pitt slasher film from the 80s. I own the film on VHS. Um, I have not picked up yet a copy of it on Blu-ray. Um, 
yeah, I don't get everything from them for free. I do, I do still buy stuff. Uh, uh, that's how much I like this company. I still support them. And actually, one of the titles I'll be talking about today, I got both uh, Blood Theater and The Visitants. The back of the box says, From the deranged mind of director Rick Sloan, best known for his film Hobgoblins, comes Blood Theater and The Visitants. In Sloan's 1984 debut, Blood Theater, an old movie house in which a massacre occurred decades earlier finally reopens only to be once again targeted by a bloodthirsty maniac intent on murdering anyone and everyone who makes the mistake of buying a ticket. Packed with low-rent bloodshed, Blood Theater exemplifies the no-budget aesthetic Sloan relished and features the one and only Mary Waranov of Eden Raoul in a supporting role. Welcome to a theater that's been closed for 50 years. Tickets are now available for opening night. But be warned, when the lights go down, the body count goes up. I don't care if you're sick. You have to come in tonight. We're out of employees. I mean, right now. vacation? What makes you think you deserve that? Consider it my payment for not saying anything. It's just one of the many added attractions of this theater. If you stay a little longer, you may get to see the feature presentation. that theater's been opened. Someone's been killed in it. The next time you scream in a theater, it may be for your life. Blood Theater, where butter isn't the only thing dripping on the popcorn. Blood Theater, starring Mary Warnock. I don't have a whole lot to say about Blood Theater. It wasn't my favorite. I'm not a big Rick Sloan guy. Um, I respect him. I, I respect a lot what he's done because I get the impression watching his films and watching interviews with him that he's very much that filmmaker that I don't have a budget. Cool. I'll go out and make it. I don't have a I don't have a finished script. Cool. I'll go out and make it. I don't have a crew. Cool. I'll go out and make it. And um, I respect that because sometimes I wish I was more of that as a filmmaker. Um, sometimes I'm tied down by my own aesthetics. I'm tied down by my own, uh, wanting to create something amazing. But then you got guys who are like Rick Sloan who just said, fuck it. I'm just going to go out and make a movie and blood theater. Um, he knew he had access to an old movie theater. He had some lights. He had a camera. He's, he is the director. He is a cinematographer. He does everything on his films and it's cool. Blood theater. I loved the beginning of. <clears throat> I loved um, the classic 
50s theater, I believe it starts in. Um, his lighting, he uses very minimalist lighting. Um, I believe I, I heard on the disc that he uses like a three light kit and it shows, but I thought the lighting was really interesting. The music was really cool. It was very repetitive, but cool. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. You know, so you got this, you got a massacre that happens in an old timey movie theater during a, uh, uh, they're doing a stage performance and it becomes uh, a bloodbath. I believe there's fire involved. It's, it's this crazy thing. And then it, cuts to contemporary time and i know he's kind of doing a spoof and his characters are supposed to be over the top and kooky um i found them most be most of them be pretty annoying and the the slasher aspect of it is very strange too because it's it honestly does not fit the tone of the film as much as i want it to be this could have easily been a a slasher film still but more of a ghost story um the killer it's just it, it didn't work for me um but it's a lot of fun it's a fun movie that i think you're gonna enjoy if you watch with the crowd but the reason i love this set is because of his second film the visitants sloan's second feature effort the visitants is set in the neon colored 1950s and chronicles the hijinks which ensue following the theft of a ray gun by a teenage boy from his bizarre neighbors who just happen to be aliens who have embodied themselves within a sleepy suburban neighborhood. Stardate 1950. Have you found our location yet? No. You should have stopped and asked for directions. Highly intelligent beings in search of a new planet. It's difficult and complicated to pronounce. What's the name of it again? Earth. They've become the perfect American couple. You're becoming an Earth bitch. But a nosy neighbors discovered their out-of-this-world secret. Oh, I see. We're not here legally. Oh, you could say that. They're aliens. I didn't say that. They've come to take over Earth. Only Eric's taken their favorite weapon. To get it back, they'll hit him where it hurts. We've taken his personal phone book. Mom, Dad. Nothing quite like that has ever been here before. I'd like you to meet my neighbors. You live in a strange neighborhood. And after Halloween night, Trick or treat. suburbia will never be the same unless Eric and his friends can stop their not-so-friendly invasion. This is wrong. I can't explain it, but... All right, sister. Your three minutes are up. Could we all be doomed in the hands of these ruthless aliens? The Earth will turn cold and frigid, just like our planet. Just like our women. It's Madcap Martian Mania in this wacky War of the World spoof. Do you speak English? We're going to kill you. You mastered the language very well. The Visitants. Hi there, neighbor. Say, would you like to borrow a cup of sugar? There goes the neighborhood. Barely since their brief theatrical run, Vinegar Syndrome presents the Blu-ray debuts of these off-the-wall, homegrown pieces of jaw-dropping mutant cinema, both newly restored from their 35mm camera negatives. So yeah, I just finished reading the back. Um, the Visitants I like quite a bit. Um, it starts off in the 50s, as it says, in, in like a drive-in, and it's kind of like spoofing the, the sci-fi genre. It's also stupidly funny. Uh, Sloan's sense of humor really shows, up, shows through in this film where our opening scene is in a spaceship and you have your two characters 
arguing like a married couple it it just felt so sitcom-y and brilliant and the set designs like this is why sloan is a genius i will say like well i don't love his films i think he's kind of a filmmaking genius in a way that he'll utilize whatever he can so they had just finished shooting uh, michael jackson's captain eo or io music video or music video ride for disney uh at this set re- um shortly before they um rick sloan started shooting the visitants and he had a friend who worked there and he's like hey rick we have this entire set here if you want to come and shoot so he's like hell yeah and they come and just steal the sets from captain io and it adds production value so he's like you know i don't know how i'm gonna shoot a spaceship but this just fell into my lap i'm gonna go and do it and i love that about him um and then it cuts to the to the 80s and um the movie gets really weird it gets very trauma-esque um, as Lloyd Kaufman likes to describe his films as very trauma-esque, where it's over-the-top characters and over-the-top situations. Um, it's all set within a California school, which is a lot of fun. Um, our lead character steals a, as it says, a ray gun from his neighbors. And, um, you know, it doesn't realize that they're aliens, hands it off to a science teacher to get information about it. It's just a wacky, crazy film. Um, the music's really cool. Um, yeah, I, I personally think this is my favorite of Rick Sloan's films, and it's the one that I want more people to see. It's very confidently directed, considering it doesn't have much of a budget. And it's it's the music is great. Like, um, I actually wrote on Letterboxd when I reviewed the film that had it ended 10 minutes earlier, it would have had one of the sickest synth score credit sequences ever. And let me play a little bit of that music for you right now. We ruined their plans when we escaped. Their secrecy was too important. They're probably afraid that we warned everyone and we'll be ready for their attack. What do you think happened to Professor Leveler? I wish I knew. me to come over tonight i mean with your parents out of town and all i don't know if you should be alone maybe i'll call you later this is one halloween i'll never forget Yeah, that music is great. So what happens is you have your main character. I think his name was Eric. He's walking away. Camera's pulling out. That awesome score starts coming up. And then there's 10 minutes more left in the film. And it's the, the, the 10 minutes that happens are is bad. It's just that would have been a great ending. That's how I would have edited the, uh, cut the film. Uh, it reminds me a lot of my favorite of Lloyd Kaufman's film, or one of my favorite of Lloyd Kaufman films, Class of Newcomb High, in terms of its production value, its acting. But it all feels so deliberately so. Um, for my, I haven't seen his Vice Academy movies. I believe that's what Rick Sloan's uh, cop comedies are called let me double check um yeah vice academy i haven't seen any of those films i've seen hobgoblins i've seen blood theater 
And yeah, thus far, this is my favorite of Rick Sloan's films. I recommend everyone see it. If anyone wants to come over and do a movie night for the, of The Visitants, hell, I'll even double feature both Blood Theater and The Visitants. Give me a call. Me and Amanda will have you over. So as always, Vinegar Syndrome does a great job of stacking their their releases filled with stuff. Um, so special features, as I said before, newly scanned and restored in 2K from their 35mm camera negatives. Bonus feature film, The Visitants, which I've already talked about. Commentary track with Rick Sloan on Blood Theater and The Visitants. Rick Sloan's great in these commentaries. Um, he's very down to earth. He seems like he's not one of those guys that made some some not so good movies and thinks he's a great filmmaker that no one's understood or discovered he knows the films he's made aren't that great and um he also knows what he's been tied down with one of the drive up and park shots i do a lot see, that and enter and exit through doorways uh so i don't i never really learned moving camera it's not that i didn't learn it it requires a crew it requires a lot more lights than we ever had. You need someone to pull that dolly. You need to be able to afford a dolly. You need to have a real focus pull. These things didn't exist. I had no budget, uh, no crew. So, um, yeah, that whole just park the camera and set the actors in front of it and just let them go. Uh, it was kind of a necessity in a lot of these movies. And particularly by the later Vice Academies, we had, were shooting those things faster and faster. Yeah, just, um, kind of became a style that I'm known for as well. Yeah, he knows the type of films he's making and is very down to earth. He's also a wealth of information. He's the first one to be like, oh, yeah, I stole that shot. I did this with this. I only had so many lights for this, but this is how I accomplished this. He's kind of a king of low-budget cinema, and if I could ever take a filmmaking class with him, I would love to. Just because I, I, there's the Robert Rodriguez way of filmmaking where it's where... You know, if you can't afford to make a sci-fi action film, don't make a sci-fi action film. Use what you have. And then there's the Rick Sloan effect of like, well, I don't have the money to make a really good sci-fi action film, but I could still make a sci-fi action film. So, yeah. Also on here is an ensemble intro from a screening at the New Beverly Cinema in Los Angeles that features Rick Sloan, Mary Waranov from Blood Theater, Marcus Vochter of The Visitants, and... Uh, Jordana Capra of the Visitants. Uh, also featured in here is well, I want to call her a friend of mine. I've never actually met her, or I've really had many conversations with her. But Julia Marchese makes an appearance in this, which is kind of cool. Uh, she made a really fantastic documentary called Out of Print, which is about the New Beverly Cinema. Um, also a podcaster. I'm sorry, Julia, if you are listening to this. I cannot remember the name of your show at the moment, but uh, no, she's uh, she's wonderful and. Yeah, she makes an appearance in that. So that was kind of exciting for me. Um, there's also a Blood Theater post-film Q&A with Rick Sloan and Mary Warnov, a commentary track for Blood Theater with The Hysteria Continues. I've talked about how much I enjoyed them um, on pre- on previous releases. A reversible cover uh, for The vis- Visitants. English subtitles. Yeah, this movie is... Uh, Blood Theater is okay. I personally really enjoy The Visitants, so this is definitely worth a purchase for that alone next up another movie that came out of nowhere for me from 1984 bloodsuckers from outer space a mysterious and invisible alien presence has landed in rural texas and has started turning the nearby townspeople into white-faced bloodthirsty killers as the local authorities begin to investigate the strange and violent goings-on a photographer and his girlfriend find themselves trapped in the midst of an unexpected rural bloodbath what seeks to turn them into another pair of bloodsuckers from outer space. 
a low-budget, low-rent horror comedy from writer-director Glenn Coburn, Bloodsuckers from Outer Space, is a gory and silly slice of homemade regional genre filmmaking. Vinegar's Engine presents the Blu-ray debut of this straight-to-video classic, freshly restored from its 16mm negative and filled with a whole host of newly created special features. Bloodiest mess I've ever seen. That's totally disgusting. They've both been sucked. Oh yeah, you mean like some kind of pervert or sex fiend? Bloodsuckers from outer space. Thus far, I think this is actually my favorite film out of the stack I've got. Um, and this is the film that, for me, has got the shameless picture show seal of approval that I think everyone should go out and pick up. Um, this film was hysterically funny for me. Um, <laughs> so more than I thought it was going to be, because I'll be the first to admit, I was actually pushing this film off for a little bit because I did not know what to expect from it. Uh, based on the cover and the title, I was, in, um, I was expecting a redneck zombies ripoff and i like redneck zombies i actually really do but i just was not in the mood for the for that type of film what i got though was a very funny well-written i don't i don't like to, i don't like to keep using the term spoof but regional horror sci-fi spoof of what these films are normally like so it's got this it's got the similar plot set up to say like a 1950s sci-fi movie um with like these scientists that are causing this zombie virus it's kind of got this outer space thing going it's the plot's not really important i'll be the first to admit that I, if someone would be like hey what's bloodsuckers from outer space about i don't know but it's a fantastic it's so much fun to watch and a big part of the reason is the actors in the film are supernaturalistic and a lot of fun. Unfortunately, there's not a lot of information on any of the actors, but the lead guy, Tom Myers, is fantastic. Um, he is given some of the most ridiculous lines of dialogue that I can think of, and he constantly delivers them with finesse, for lack of a better term. Um, I was actually texting a couple friends of mine about this movie as I was watching it, and I've got a friend named Emma who occasionally listens to the show, and I was just flat out sending her clips and quotes from from the movie. So, like, there's a there's a weird one later, early on in the film, where a cop is talking to our lead character, who is a reporter, and they're going back and forth about how he's a reporter and he can't be trusted, yada yada yada. And eventually, they they opens up and the cops and the the reporter says this great line: "Now what happened here?" And the cop goes, "They've been sucked." <laughs> the reporter's like, oh, you mean like some pervert or sex fiend? No, their blood has been sucked. And just the way he delivers it is fantastic. Uh, it's also very self-referential, um, where there's a scene later on in the film where they're walking down a hallway and some eerie music's playing, and uh, the lead character goes, damn, that incidental music is creepy. So, I don't know. I've just... Um, he's also got an uncle that I really love. 
Jeff, I want to jump into this head first. Jump. I need to talk to you about your future, son. Listen, we have this talk all the time. I'm not your son. My name is Jeff. My parents are dead. Ever since your parents died, I have felt responsible for you. Your father was like a brother to me. My father was your brother. Well, I guess that explains it then. So what do you want me to do now? Now, son, you can't go around taking pictures for that sorry excuse of a newspaper all your life. Uncle Joe, I'm an artist. I'm doing what I have to do. What are you going to learn that artist shit? Nobody understands it. I should have never bought you that Instamatic camera when you were six years old. Well, I wish you could understand, but obviously you can't, so... So just keep your seat. I haven't told you what I want to tell you yet. I want you to come to work for me. Plowing fields and, and milking cows just isn't for me. I could never express myself doing those things. Express yourself? I thought that was something you'd outgrow. Now, son, someday all this could be yours. This house, the land, the cow. Uh, what about the parabolic dish? You gonna throw it into? I don't think you understand. You either go to work for me, or you lose your inheritance. I don't know. It's great. Um, the effects are cheesy. I, I like. Um, actually, um, my friend Emma said it best. That she's like, I was actually really engaged in one of the clips until I saw how bad the uh, how bad the makeup was. Um, yeah, this movie tickled my funny bone. It had some great music, and I'm a sucker for regional filmmaking, anyways. Which is probably the reason I keep going back to Rick Sloan's work, even though he's not my favorite. Um, super funny. Uh, very bloody, surprisingly well acted. Um, yeah, this is my my top choice. If you're going to buy any film that I talk about tonight, have it be Bloodsuckers from Outer Space. And I'll throw, try to throw a couple clips in for you just because it's it's too good not to. Um, special features on this disc are, uh, as I said before, a newly scanned and restored in 2K from 16mm negative elements. Uh, there's a commentary track of writer-director Glenn Coburn actor Tom Myers, and cinematographer Chad D. Smith. I still need to check that out because that sounds like it'd be fun. Uh, 34 years later, a 15-minute making-of documentary. Uh, Back to Bloodsucker Town, a 15-minute location featurette. Bloody Arm Rip 101 special effects feature. Still galleries featuring over 100 images from the director's personal collection. Reversal cover art and English subtitles. Forgot to mention both this and... Uh, blood theater are in mono but um they surprisingly bloodsuckers from outer space had really good sound quality for being mono um i was pleasantly surprised um i have not gotten the chance to watch as many features on here as i'd like to but i really want to get to it because glenn coburn seems like he's a he's a hoot he doesn't seem like crazy or weird or anything he just seems like he's he reminds me of myself where he's a filmmaker that really wanted to make something and did and didn't start off his career but he's proud of what he did so and finally, a movie I actually spent my hard-earned money on during Vinegar Syndrome's Black Friday sale, Jack Frost. On his way to be executed, the vehicle containing notorious serial killer Jack Frost collides with a hazardous chemical truck, turning Jack into a snow-covered mutant and unleashing him on the unsuspecting town of Snowmanton, the snowman capital of the Midwest. Jack immediately takes advantage of his newfound freedom and, blizz and blizzardly abilities to seek revenge on the bungling sheriff. 
played by Christopher Alport, best known for To Live and Die in L.A., that accidentally ended his cross-country killing spree. On his way to the sheriff, Jack terrorizes the snowman-themed town and murders its residents in a variety of winterized ways. Can the residents of Snowmanton fight back against the psychopath snowman from hell, or will they end up in a snow-covered grave? Co-starring the beautiful Shannon Elizabeth from American Pie in one of her most infamous and revealing roles, and featuring colorful cinematographer, colorful cinematography by Dean Wendt uh, from Border Radio, director Michael Cooney's staple of video stores and late-night TV is a gleefully gory horror comedy and is coming to Blu-ray for the first time, fully restored in 2K from Vinegar Syndrome. One cold night, science and evil collide. Oh, yeah. A serial killer is on the loose. We hadn't even tested the acid on an amoeba, let alone a human cell. This is a disaster. Look, I just saw something that doesn't belong in this world, and it's out there killing my friends. Now tell me what it is. Jack Frost. I think Jack's about to make an entrance. And he's giving cold-blooded a whole new meaning. Hell has just frozen over. Blow me. Christmas is my favorite holiday. I'm a sucker for Christmas Christmas movies, and I'm a sucker for Christmas horror movies. Um, there's not a whole lot of good ones, but that being said, I will watch anything that's Christmas and horror. Um, this is a film I've known about for a long time. I've seen the box art. I've seen bits and pieces of the film. Um, it's just a movie I never got around to. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's a very stupidly fun movie. It's not a very good movie. But like, say things like, where this might be, this is a movie that uh, if people are coming over, I'll be like, hey, let's watch Jack Frost because it's going to be a lot of fun to watch with people. Um, but it's say it's not like Black Christmas or Silent Night Deadly Night where it's like I have this urge to return to it year in and year out. But um, no, I definitely did enjoy it. The snowman kills are super creative. The practical effects, while kind of goofy, are also kind of great. And there's a really goofy Twin Peaks vibe throughout the movie that I also appreciated where it's like it just makes me wish that David Lynch would have directed this instead. Like it'd be a lot weirder. Um, or maybe someone can recut it to be more Twin, Pe- Twin Peaks-like. That think that'd be pretty great. I also appreciated that um, the snowman had... He reminded me a lot of Chucky. And the two plots for both Chucky, Child's Play and Jack Frost, are so similar that I think they'd be a great feature. Just like I think you could do a triple feature of all three Jack Frosts. You could have this film. You could have the the claymation Jack Frost from like the 70s. And it ended all with the Michael Keaton Jack Frost, which came out the year 
after this one. Yeah, I know there's a lot of people out there that love this movie. I liked this movie. I didn't love it, um, but me and Amanda had a fantastic time watching it. So it's some great setups. And while I could tell that they shot the movie in California, they really tried to make it feel wintry and cold. Um, granted, sometimes their fake snow they laid down looked just like blankets being laid down, but I appreciate that they tried because other films just say, oh, well, it didn't snow. And I'd rather see bad snow than no snow at all. But, you know, that's just me. So, yeah, Jack Frost is a fun, it's a fun title. Um, maybe not my favorite. Definitely Bloodsuckers from Outer Space is definitely my favorite. On the disc, they got a scan. It's scanned and restored in 2K from the 35mm vault elements. It's got a cam- commentary track by with director Michael Cooney, which I would be legitimately interested to hear because I'd love to hear like what his inf- in- influences are because the film is is, stu- is surprisingly confidently directed. It's very well directed. It's really well shot. It's got a nice sound design. Um, it's got a video introduction of director Michael Cooney. Oh, also forgot to mention earlier that the credit sequence for this film is great. I will say that. It's got a video interview with lead actor Scott McDonald, video interview of director of photography Michael, or sorry, video interview of director of photography Dean Lent, cover artwork by Chris Garofalo, uh, reversible cover art, English subtitles. Surprisingly, they got a DTS HD 5.1 sound mix on this. I sometimes forget that Vinegar Syndrome does anything but mono because most of the releases, since they're so small, just come out in mono, but... Yeah, this movie sounds fantastic, I will say. It really uh, played well in my speakers. Um, So yeah, out of the stack I've got, once again, that was Blood Theater with the Visitants, Bloodsuckers from Outer Space, and Jack Frost. Bloodsuckers from Outer Space is my number one. Blood Theater with the Visitants is my number two, simply because the Visitants is great. And Jack Frost would would be my third pick. Uh, thanks you, thank you all for listening, guys. If you like what I'm doing, please give me a rating, give me a uh, give me a, a rating and a review on iTunes or your podcast app of choice. That'd be great. And also show some love towards my sponsors. Go to www.vinegarsyndrome.com and buy some cool shit. They're releasing a lot of good stuff, and I think this year is going to be huge. I don't know why they have not told me anything. Anything I don't have any inside information. I've just got I feel it in my bones that this year is going to be huge. So thank you all for listening. I know these solo episodes are sometimes a little more low rent and it's just me talking and they're a little quicker, but um, I enjoy doing them and uh, I'll be having a Milk Creek episode coming up soon where I'll be talking about um, a couple of their titles. So as always, guys, keep buying movies, keep watching movies, keep enjoying movies. Blu-rays need to keep existing. DVDs need to keep existing. And um They bring me a lot of joy, and they must bring you a lot of joy, too, if you're listening to me talk about them. So, uh, yeah. Find me on Instagram at Michael underscore Vyers. The show is on Instagram at Shameless Picture Show. Um, Rate, review, subscribe, guys. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.